Hello, I am Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and this is the Pet Loss Companion chat. And I am here with my dear friend, Abigail. I gotta get her in front of the camera. Here's Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also here with my dear friend, Nancy Saxton Lopez. She'll introduce herself in just a minute. And this is a this is an opportunity for us to talk some about some of the some of the challenges and some of the joys of living with animal companions. And much of what we talk about is kind of an expansion on the book that we co-authored, which is called The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups. And I'll let Nancy introduce herself and her family member, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> Hi, Nancy, and this is Ellie. Um, we rescued Ellie about nine years ago, and she is a little Frenchie, but she's also paraplegic. Maybe I'll show your face. There's your face. <laughs> she's beautiful. And um, I saw her in a um, outside a pet value, and she was in her little crate with a little cart, and she was so lonely, and it, it just broke my heart. So I had four pugs at home, though, and we thought, well, if Ellie gets along with the pugs, then we'll take her. And, of course, the pugs had really no interest in her at all. And so we brought her home, and she's been with us ever since. So, so how old is she now? Excuse me? How old is she now? Well, she was probably one when we rescued her, one or a little over, one and a half. We've had her for quite a few years. She's being very aloof tonight, or regal. She's showing. She's very, she's very spunky, from what oh. I know of her. She yes, she can bops be around all over the place. She beats up on the pugs. So <laughs> right now she's very quiet. But to go off what Ken said, we're going to talk a little bit about the benefits of a relationship with an animal because you can't have a relationship with a human like you can with an animal, right? <laughs> um, I think. One of the most top ones is they calm you. They alleviate your stress. You know, I can feel my heart rate going down. What? <laughs> I can feel my heart rate going down. Yeah, Just right. Holding Abigail, I can feel Abigail's heart rate going. Down. <laughs> That's right, right? <laughs> um, it's a wonderful thing. Animals can you know, alleviate that. They just make you feel calmer. And more at peace, you know. Um, so I think that that's one really, really good uh, benefit that you give us. And that that's a that's a clinical finding. I mean, that's a research yeah. finding, and it goes along with things like cortisol level, the stress yeah. the stress hormone. When yeah. people who live with animals have lower cortisone levels in general, and touching an animal brings down your heart rate, right? And also, um, unbelievably, which it sounds interesting, that it lowers your cholesterol, your blood pressure, and your triglycerides. And that is scientific proof. So you can look that up. And that's really pretty amazing. Yeah, it makes, it makes perfect sense, though, doesn't it? It, yeah. it, just, it just makes sense intuitively. And, I mean, for, for me, they're just... You know these relationships are are so special. They're so they special, are. and they're and they're so central to our lives. I, I I brought some pictures 
I'm going to try to show them without the, the glare. But this is, let's see, this is my son, Eric. And he's holding Abigail and Isabel when they're brand new. This was 15 years ago. And wow. I mean, they are, they become, they become family. I mean, absolutely family. And they, without, without them, everything changes. Everything changes. Isabel's in the other room. They're both about now 15 and three quarters years old, 15 and a half, I guess, 15 and a half. And Abigail's fine. She doesn't have any, any difficulties, any medical challenges. Isabel has a lot of medical issues going on. She takes five different medications and oh, no, she, lives, she lives on the edge of congestive heart failure, mm. which we were told would probably take her life two years ago, but she just, she keeps going. So she rebounded. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're cherishing all, every day with her. <laughs> yeah. Well, and talking about the holidays, I mean, so many people now because their pets are their family and how many get presents for their animals and you put your stockings up with their names yeah. and you know they have special treats and so they really the holidays are a really special time for them because they enjoy it with their families yeah. right um, give to them they give to us it's, mm -hmm. it's so some time. other things they do is they promote physical activity right because you got to get out and walk them if you have a dog right you got to go out of course ellie doesn't walk but um but yes physical well-being you know and social interactions for a lot of people a dog especially i have a lot of clients who are single older women and they have their dogs and that gets them out and they go out and they walk them and they can talk to their neighbors and you know yeah. sometimes they can collect and you know have you know, groups that they are involved with with their with their dogs and I, I, I know people sorry you keep going no you know, I, I know people who a lot of their social interaction is at the dog park yeah they go and they bring their dogs and they see the regulars and they're part of the group and they they talk about what's going on with their dogs but they also just talk about what's going on with their lives and they their pets are are really connecting in that way well it helps because i think a lot of people these days are are socially you know distant they they, they don't have that that outlet um i think more people I, I read somewhere that there are more single people that how they live in this country than there are families or couples so having an animal is going to be wonderful for them if they can yeah. do that i mean some people don't or not care for animals but if you have an animal it really leads to you being responsible this animal is dependent upon you okay. this animal you know needs you to survive and you are responsible for their life and that gives you a sense of purpose yeah you, know, you have to get up and you have to go out and walk them and you have to feed them and you make sure they go to the vet and they get their medications and, and so, today today there was a foot of snow here um, and so I was outside doing all kinds of snow blowing and shoveling and getting rid of creating paths because I got to take care of my chickens who live outside for the most part. And I got to take care of my cat who is barn cat who is in and out of a, a, a heated room in a barn. 
And you're absolutely right. You've got to get out there and, yeah, and do what's necessary. True. You got to clean them up. You got to make sure they have their food and water and you got to talk to them and hang out with them for a while. Yes, because they will rely. have to. <laughs> they're, they're simple, though. The only thing they want is love, food, to be able to relieve themselves, you know, get some water. You know, that's all they need. They, mostly pets. <laughs> mostly pets they want. These guys are just companions. They are just companions. Yes. Yes. And in fact, we got them. Actually, I've got another picture here. This is this is even earlier. And this is me. And I don't know if you can see others. Oh, me, my husband Tim. Tim is holding Lily, who weighed two and a half pounds. Oh. And Jack and Jack is being held by Eric, who was about five at that time. And so we got these dogs because I got a dog when I was about that age. Actually, he was a little bit older. He must have been a little bit older than that. I got a dog when I was eight, and we had been begging our parents, my two brothers and I, for a very long time. And so I wanted Eric to have the same experience. Of course. And yeah, what it teaches children is oh, right. just so valuable to be to be gentle, to to be caring toward somebody who's a lot more vulnerable than you are to, to see that help them grow. <laughs> and, and it's also interesting because they become their companions and their confidants because they never talk back. Yeah. They yeah. Share yeah. with an animal and yep. they're very comforting and it helps, you know, that person work through some issues or problems or questions. And this, this picture where you see Eric holding Jack, that's, that's what Eric did. I mean, he, he held he Jack a lot. And, and Jack was a really big chihuahua. He was 13 pounds. And so he was the kind of, he was the kind of dog that it was, he was just the right size for a, a little boy of his age to, to cuddle with and to carry around and, and they were they were fast friends. They were that's friends. right. They were inseparable. They were inseparables all, all of their lives. And then, and then of course, you know Jack Jack left us at fifteen. He was fifteen yeah. years old when he died. Well, it's and, never long enough, but fifteen was you know it was a good life. Yeah, and that's that's a lesson yeah. for children in the family too. And everything right. dies, and and we we mourn. We get through it, and decide how to do that. And so, I mean, I think it's just really wonderful for kids to have. It's, it's a great experience and it, and it gives them the opportunity to take care of something, someone, yep. something um, that gives them unconditional love. Yep. yep. And, uh, so they learn, they learn a, a, that kind of relationship and that can, that they can learn that to be with people too, which is nice, you know? Yes. The thing that also is helpful is for a lot of people, it fights off depression. Yeah, yeah. You know, because people who are isolated or people who have a clinical diagnosis or just have bad days a lot, this animal, they're fun. I mean, they're yeah. fun. You know, yeah. you can laugh with them. They, they, they get, I mean, my, my daughter and her boyfriend have a new puppy and he is the greatest little guy. And he just runs. He's just, he does the zoomies and it just makes you laugh, you know, and it's so, it's so much fun. Yeah. Joy, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. So actually, it's it's helpful in clinical depression. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually a, a support, a significant support, so important to keep in mind. Absolutely. And the other thing that I really love about it, about uh, having an animal and the benefit is it makes you live in the moment because we don't live in the moment. I mean, the whole thing, that's why mindfulness is so important right now because nobody lives in the moment. We're all out the door. We've got 15 things in our mind. This is what we have to get accomplished. This is what we need to do. Well, it's it's checking your phone, checking your phone for texts, for emails, for the news. (laughs) Yeah. The news is, is, is changing that significantly as frequently as we actually check. I got to tell you, Nancy, my chickens really help me stay in the moment. Oh, I'm sure they, they do. really do because, because they are, they are, they are in the, in the present right now, all the time. Any, anytime you're with them, they're, they're doing something, they're pecking around, they're scratching. And it, if you stay observant and you're with them, I mean, you can just feel yourself coming to the here and now. Yeah. And I just think that that, for me, that's, that's such a, such a benefit because I'm, I am one of those people who is always like thinking about what needs to be done, planning what needs to be done, thinking about what, what I did yesterday and how it could have been done better right. or different or, or, and we have checklists. And so, yeah. And so to, to be in the quiet presence of most any animal, is to be brought right to the now, right to the now. And so important these days and so rare and so right. rare. Right. Most people aren't able to do that. A lot of people in my practice, you know, I have to talk about mindfulness because they're just so hyped up, you know, they're they're ADD. You know, they're running around and, and they're and they're stressed. Yeah, because they're thinking of what they have to do or how they have to do it and and what happened and analyzing it. And with an animal, I I look down. I mean, you've had, you know, some news that's uh, that's not, you know, great news or, you know, you know, in the world or yourself. And you look down and they're like, are we going to eat now? (laughs) (laughs) That's not their life. And it has to bring you to a place. Wow. Okay. You know, I can just, I, I need to take care of you and be with you, you know. And so it really brings you into really enjoying that that period of time where you're not thinking about other things. Yeah. And, you know, it, we think about the holidays. And one of the things that that I thought it was really important to bring us to is just this idea that this they, they're gifts. They're always gifts. Every day, all the time, and so the holidays after a loss, it's 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 tremendous. It's very very different, and and we need to honor that. We need to realize that this is this is a major major cornerstone of my everyday life is my relationship with these guys. Well, I think because they live with us, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, you know, kids grow up or you grow up and you leave your parents and you obviously leave your grandparents and 
you know, your kids are here and then they move on because they, you know, have their own life. But these guys, they just live with you every day. You know, they're with you every day. They don't, they don't emotionally grow more than what, nine months old as a child. Or, I mean, they're just, they're just pure. They just want to be with you. You know, they just wanted to enjoy um, you and, and be taken care of. And they were, that's the thing. I mean, it's a really, it's a real responsibility, you know, to take care of these guys. Yeah. And they, well, they want to live on you sometimes. They do. <laughs> these guys want to be honest. <laughs> that's well, all they want. This. She's, she's just like, oh, this is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they're pure beings. They held no malice. They love you unconditionally. I just want to be with you. What you said too about responsibility. I mean, one of the things that animals do is they organize us because mm -hmm. we have okay. to. We have to. We have to be taken care of their every need, and that is something that's a, a significant part of our routine every single day. And mm -hmm. again, when we when we face that loss, it's losing a chunk of. In well, many that, ways, we are and what we do. Right. It's, that's why it's so different, though, because people don't understand out, out in the world that, you you know, it's, it's an animal, but that animal is part of your everyday life. They get woven into the tapestry of your life. And, you know, it's it's something so unique and that you you will never be able to have that again. Um, and when they die, it's very traumatic for a lot of people. Yeah. So, so both of us have not just one. That's one. Never want just one. We don't have just one. At one point, I had four Chihuahuas. I I hesitate to imagine how many pugs you had at at the peak. Did you have six? No. No. Well, no. We the most we've had is four. Four? Um, really? Okay. But we've had pugs over forty some years. You know. Okay. We have six, I have six little teapots on my piano. Uh, and each, each one who has passed on has their own little teapot. And so unfortunately they did, unfortunately they die, you know, um, but uh, they're well remembered, you know, mm -hmm. they have their own special little place. Um, and so, but Ken, you and I can shared some birds at one point. We did, I have a picture of Henry who was a cockatiel, who I had for a few years, was very young then. <laughs> I was very young. We were both very young, weren't we? <laughs> then, and then you had well, a I female had cockatiel, right? I had Tweety, and then you gave me Henry. I gave you Henry. Yes, yeah, so Tweety, and, and, and we shared Henry, but I had Henry. So, yep. and, and I remember when you had your horse too. Yeah, here's my horse, Henry, who was named Henry. I, I have an affinity for that name. This is me riding Henry. We adopted him from a program that, that adopted out standard bred racehorses mm -hmm. who were not quite up to racing. And so my ex-wife, Lynn, and I adopted him and we had him for about five years. And then when we had our son, we decided that 
we, we kind of couldn't juggle his yeah, hair. And so we, gave, we, adapt, we gave him back into the program and he became a, he became a police horse oh, really? in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yes. And so he was there for a number of years and my ex-wife, my friend Lynn, followed his progress and was in touch with the adoption program. And then remarkably, he came back to New Jersey in his later years and he was a park horse. He was a horse for the park rangers in a, in a little park near Morristown. Oh, and so we went to, Lynn and I and Eric went to visit him with some regularity. And he was there oh, for just nice. a couple years, couple years. And then the last we knew, he was at a, a, a school for children with developmental disabilities. Oh. And he was a rehab horse. And he was a huge, huge, beautiful, calm horse, 17 plus hands. And as you see, we were training him in dressage and we were training him. And he was a wonderful, wonderful friend. And I believe Lynn has followed his progress. And the last she told me, he's still alive. So he's in his 30s now. Wow. He's toward the end of his lifespan. But what, a, you know, horses are majestic animals. And, and, okay. and again, I mean, we connect with these animals. They all become such a centerpiece of well, your life. You know, I remember when we did the did the group for so many years, you know, people would say, you know, come in and they're grieving and they say, well, no one understands. And I say, well, it's we said, you know, it's the relationship you grieve. You know, that's why people don't get it. They almost a dog or a cat. They have no idea what the relationship means and what you experience in, in having an animal. You know? Oh, absolutely. And some, some animals, you know, one of the things that, that we heard regularly was that there are some pets who are so close to your heart, different, yeah, heart and your heart. different in intensity. And, 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 you know, I've, I've been taking a, a trip down memory lane here. I have a picture of one of our cats whose name is Phoebe. And Phoebe was a Bombay cat. Not the best picture of her, but she's pure black. And I don't know why, but she was, she was your heart. She was, she was my heart. And there's a book by Alice Walker called the temple of my familiar and a brilliant, wonderful book. And, and the way she describes a familiar, a familiar is an animal who you're so connected to that that animal is kind of like a bridge to the spiritual world, the natural world. And so Phoebe was my familiar. We were, I just felt this kind of heart, yeah. heart to heart connection with her. And, and, and Isabel, who's in the other room, is, is my familiar now, for sure. And so when, when we went to, to pick her out, we were in a house that was, had like 40 Chihuahua puppies and unbelievably well kept. There wasn't a smell. It was like, it was phenomenal. And I picked up little Isabel and I just knew. You knew. You <laughs> I, I just knew that that was. And then we picked up Abigail and, you know, Abigail's special too. Well, you know, people have come in and they, they, they'll tell you in the beginning of, you know, a relationship with their animal is that the animal picked them. 
You know, yeah. they would go somewhere and all of a sudden that animal was staring at them or wanting to get to them and not other people. And so there was something there. Well, you know, there are shelters who who do that. We got we got Phoebe and Reginald together. And here's Reginald. He was a wonderful character. I think I remember Reginald. Reginald. Reginald would when I would fall, he would sleep between my between Lynn and me. He would sleep on a pillow between us or in the in the area behind between the two pillows. He would lie there and he would wait for me to fall asleep or just fall asleep and then he'd start <laughs> doing this to me. And so when we got the two of them, we went to a shelter in Manhattan and it was a totally cat shelter. And when you went there, it was the it was the basement, it was a basement apartment that had been converted to a shelter for cats and there were many tiers and there were there were places for them to sleep and there were crates and all the crates were open. And when you went in, the deal was that you would sit and you would let the cats decide if you were the right person to take him or her home. And that's how we got Reginald and Phoebe. Okay. So interesting, right? <laughs> so they chose us, we chose them. Right. Or you know it. So, um, but yes, I, I think I think it's really important for people to know that when they grieve, because you know, people would come into the group and they they kind of whisper, I'm crazy. And we'd say, What do you mean? And they say, I would never have grieved more than I have for this animal. Absolutely common. Absolutely common. Um, and, and they felt weird about it, you know. I I didn't grieve this much for my parent or grandparent or you know, cousins, you know, spouse. Um, but we never heard child. No. no and and I no. think because for a lot of people, these animals become their children. Yeah. Especially but we, if they have children of their own, you know. But we did, we did have people who would say that they've never grieved as deeply. And they had children at home as well. Yeah. And so there were... There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to the depth of connection that right. we make with our animals. We also had some people come who said that they'd lost a pet and they didn't feel they didn't feel like they felt enough. Right. <laughs> and that they were worried about what that meant because they had grieved so strongly for another pet. And yeah. you know, these are all these are all very well, individual experiences. But that goes to the heart you know, animals, the heart dog or the heart cat, you know, uh, I, and no matter what, if you can love, you love all your animals, there's no way about, you know. How could you not love these guys? I mean, look at that face. Look <laughs> at that sleepy little face. <laughs> but, you know, there are some that are, I think I had two, I've had two heart in my life, my first, my first pug, which was way back in the 70s. Um, and my Hank, who died like over a little over a year ago. For some reason, Hank, Hank was one of the pugs in the most recent group. And he just was my man. He was my man. <laughs> and I took care of him. He was very ill for six years. You know, he had multiple chronic diseases. And but he was he was the guy. You know, we yeah. were we were just so attached, you know. Um, he was like my Velcro. You know? It's hard when she died. 
Yeah. It's always hard. So, so as we get ready to wrap up, it's just so important to realize that these guys are are at the center of many of our lives. Mm -hmm. I, I think that it's just so important to recognize that if other people don't feel that way, then you you need to find support for the way you feel. There's nothing wrong with you. In fact, there's something special with you. And that the holidays are a particularly challenging time for many people because the holidays bring back losses of all kinds. They bring back memories. They bring back the intensity of what's changed. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, that happens for any death, but we would talk about that, you know, the first birthday, the first holiday, the first Christmas, the first Thanksgiving. Because yeah. at Christmas especially, you know, people would buy gifts and, and birthdays, you know, they would buy gifts and have parties and so forth. So, and when they're not there anymore, you know, it's, it brings back, you know, sadness. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so, gentle, just to be gentle. Be gentle and from our families to mm -hmm. yours, we wish, we wish you were a peaceful, restful, gentle holiday. Holiday season.